Welcome into the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Scaling Podcast Network, brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use promo code SGPN to get 10% off everything in the store. We are one week ahead of the NFL Draft, gentlemen, and we're going to talk about some, some props, talk about some players, and uh, let's just get started with it. So we have Bryce Young is currently... The at the number one odds. So Sean Kramer, yeah. Do you, do you think that anyone is is buying that that anyone else other than Bryce Young is going to be uh, going here at number one? Oh, it's a done deal, right? If you're smart, I mean, we know we know the sharps love to bet the minus big odds, but if you're betting minus eight hundred, minus you're driving this all the way to minus twelve hundred, it's a done deal. Yeah, no, I mean, there's not much to say here. Uh, Panthers, it was always probably going to be Bryce Young. Maybe they, you know, were playing a little smoke signal, seeing if they could maneuver a little bit uh, otherwise. But yeah, I mean, at minus 1200, minus 1500, there's just no value uh, betting it now. But I mean, yeah, maybe I can't even imagine like a trade up at this point. It feels like it's just 100% locked in on Bryce Young. Yeah, watching the lines move in the last month since, you know, the combine and everything, it, it immediately when the Panthers made the trade, Stroud was actually the leader, and the more and more things have come out. And now um, Stride, uh, Stroud actually has the same odds as Will Levis to go number two. Um, there's some things that are coming out. There was a thing that – do you see the Jalen Ramsey thing today? Oh, what with him talking smack about Brady Quinn? Yeah, yeah, that was great. Yeah, I, I think it's a shirt, Sean. Um, <laughs> yeah, like you need to go to QB camp. God bless. Um, him calling Brady <laughs> Quinn a bust was pretty objectively funny. Yeah, no we, matter what side you're on. <laughs> yeah, it is great. And what does Brady Quinn go back? <laughs> That's why it always it, it's always a tough spot to be in as an analyst if you're a shitty player. Uh, uh, you Dan just kind of have to you, you kind of cool. have to just lean into it and have a sense of humor about it because you're gonna hear it um, all the time. I mean, yeah, it, it was seemingly like CJ Stroud, but now everything I've heard is that. Um, you know, CJ Stroud isn't super high up on the Texans board and that they're probably going to go defense. So I think, I think, um, I think Tyree Wilson at plus 400 is kind of interesting. Uh, maybe you think they take Will Anderson, but I actually, I don't know. I, I feel like they don't go quarterback here at two. I'm, I've been thinking assuming, about this. but see now again, this is a tough market because who will be the number two overall pick? Uh, they certainly have room to trade down as well. So this one is a trickier market. Yeah, I, I was going to say that, you know, you have the number two pick here. If somebody thinks that Carolina is locked in on CJ Stroud, they want to go make the move. Uh, I still, I think Carolina is the source of all the CJ Stroud um, bad news because they're trying to drive the market. Yeah. But um, you know, it, you got teams like the the Tennessee Titans and the Las Vegas Raiders are you know t- people are talking about them making a lot of noise about trying to move up towards the top of the draft and in a selecting a quarterback and we'll go through the quarterback odds here in a second um but yeah if it's going to be anyone trades up it's going to be for a quarterback and it does seem like if the Texans are the team to trade down they might be trading with either the tight a division rival 
So there, I mean, this is going to be a spicy draft one way or another <laughs> spicy. And the more that I thought about it, the more that the Texans are the exact team that would trade with the division rival to allow that team to get a franchise quarterback. But I, I think the Colts realize they can get who they want at four and they don't have to trade up. Mm. We'll it's see. like this Ursa's game desperate for, he saw those muscles on <laughs> Will Levis's back. And then he saw the way he devoured uh, a peel on banana. He was sold. <laughs> I've never seen a draft prospect with so many food. Like if you look at the bullet points for, for uh, Will Levis, it's like inconsistent thrower. He's deathly afraid of milk. He eats <laughs> bananas with a peel on it. And he puts, you know, puts a miracle whip in his coffee. Like it, it, remember that show, that dating show on MTV that had like the weird like facts. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is like uh yeah, one of those classic game character. show red flags. You make him yeah, a- I mean he does seem like a character on a reality mm-hmm. show. Like if you've ever watched The Bachelor where they uh you know they hop out of the the limo and they have like little nuggets. Like his he has so many weird nuggets. Yeah, it's it's odd. Um you know, I did get to go to the combine and I will say that walking by Will Levis and Anthony Richardson, you're like okay, those guys are like dudes and then, you know, it, it Bryce Young just felt like walking by like a soccer player or something. I, I'm the not dude a big, from IT. That's the dude from IT showing yeah. up to fix your computer, you know? Yeah, I, I'm not a big dude. And I was like, man, he's small. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I like the Tyree Wilson call here. Um, you know, you're you're getting that that plus 400. And, uh, you know, but for me, I think if you're looking to, to parlay the first the first couple picks, um you know, you got young as a lock and then you're going to have, you know, it, it Stroud does seem like the, because of it not being number two and not necessarily the Texans. Do you guys think that that is kind of the lock if you did pair them together? Oh, so I, I also had a dream about this last night. I figured out the, the superfecta. It's going to be, I think you're, you're going to end up being right. Sean with Tyree Wilson. You just, you jam Tyree Wilson between Bryce young and then AR 15 in the three spot four spot Ooh. will Levis and that's Stroud's okay. Stroud's the odd so, man yeah, out. Cause I Stroud, think- no one went to Stroud's birthday party. We're learning. He spit in the faces <laughs> of the, the, the royalty of the NFL, AKA the, the Manning Academy. So yeah, I think, I think the bet is Stroud is going to be the fourth quarterback oh. uh, drafted. So I think it's going to be, um, I think right now it's obviously Bryce young one. And then I think the Colts take Will Levis at two. You can get spicier than this. Uh then, Hooker goes before CJ Stroud. Then Anthony Richardson, then CJ Stroud. Now, what could screw that up is if um whoever's taking CJ Stroud, which I haven't locked in yet, but I do think Will Levis goes to the Colts. If they trade up like Kramer's saying to the three spot, that obviously busts that um th- that quarterback order. So uh, but I do think CJ Stroud's gonna be the fourth quarterback drafted now. That's that's interesting, and uh, you're talking to the, one of the biggest Will uh, and Hooker fans right here, and uh, plus one hundred for Will uh, for Hennon Hooker to go to the uh, in the first round. Uh, mm. I just want to take a second and thank our sponsor, Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and what better way to get down on player prop parlays than over at Underdog Fantasy? Besides daily NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also already got NFL best ball drafts with guaranteed half a million dollars in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And so, uh, uh, 
real, real quick. I, I don't mean to stomp on. I wonder if they're doing any draft related. Oh, that's a good question. That, yeah. I mean, I have to check that out. I randomly did a big Zamboni uh, <laughs> over there. See how my see how my NHL uh, best ball drafts doing. <laughs> yeah, best ball is all. It was it was so fun. Just like uh, after Christmas, being like, oh, let's check my best ball teams. Like, oh, once yeah. a month. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I totally forgot that I had like a hundred best ball leagues. What's well, the uh, beauty? You just how you forget about. Yeah, them. you can't even you can't even start rooting for them until like the last <laughs> week, and even then you're like kind of rooting for them. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's a nice set it and forget it. Best ball is great for dynasty, so it keeps me from getting any more dynasty babies. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so Will, yeah, Will Anderson is the most popular pick here, but he's even a plus two fifty at the three spot. Um, you know the draft. Apparently now starts at two all along. We've thought it starts at three, but it starts at two now with all this buzz on Houston. And, uh, you know, Daniel Jeremiah had his conference call today and he had mentioned some stuff about CJ Stroud and talked about why they would not go um, in, in the uh, CJ Stroud market. And if they don't think he's the, the guy, then they're probably looking at next year's class. And it's got some stud quarterbacks next year, Caleb Williams, Drake may, and there's, there's a couple other good quarterbacks. So if they don't, if the Texans don't go and they don't trade out, let's say they take Tyree Wilson, we're looking at this is our board, except for Tyree Wilson. So at the yeah. number three spot. I do think I, I think if we're playing it out as we're as we have been, I think Will Anderson at plus two fifty makes a ton of sense. The the other thing is Anthony Richardson makes a ton of sense, uh, a team trading up because maybe they're worried the Colts. Um, take uh, Anthony Richardson, but again, I I do think the Colts have Will Levis as their QB one, so I think they're fine to sit and wait there. But I'll take uh, I'll take Will Anderson here at plus two fifty, considering we already we already used really? Terry Wilson. Yeah. See, I think it's going to be a trade up. Yeah, uh, and which is possible, I guess. Just if the odds are the same, well, you're almost betting on game. two things to happen. So let's say that what people are saying is true, and I know this is going to go go against my super fact, but if they if everyone knows the Colts want Will Levis, if there's another team that wants Will Levis, they'd have to come to three. He's ten to one. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's the uh, maybe it's the Colts. I mean, honestly, if you're looking at it, the the best way to bet Will Levis, I think, is Will Levis to the Colts. Um, it's probably your least odds there, but um, yeah. So I, I, all this being said, I, I'm going Will Anderson here at number three. All right. What are you doing, Chris? No, I, I, I think I would go the Will Levis route. I think, I think I've read enough stuff that makes me to believe that NFL teams do like Will Levis more than the the average guy, and especially the average guy that points out that he lost his job to Sean Clifford <laughs> and puts Miracle Whip in his coffee. So yeah, maybe maybe this is the spot. Someone tries to jump up here, or maybe Ursay demands that they get him, and just to be safe, they trade up one spot. So Will Levis ten to fun, ten to one is a fun bet. Yeah, and as as far as uh, Will Levis, we're gonna get to him in a second. The next guy is Anthony Richardson, and so I talked earlier about Tennessee. Um, you know, move the sticks talked about the two teams that are most likely to trade up would be the Las Vegas Raiders or the Tennessee Titans. And they actually have the highest odds right now to go get Anthony Richardson. Um, interesting fit there with Shane Steichen, uh, who just worked with Jalen Hurts, and we've seen all the work they've done there. Not saying Anthony Richardson is Jalen Hurts, um, but you're, if you're going to transform an offense and and deploy something, 
similar to what Philly is doing, this is the kind of quarterback you're, you're looking for. Um, what are your guys' thoughts here about him going to Tennessee, or do you think uh, you think he would go to Indy? I mean, I, 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 if I'm Indy, that that makes more sense than Will Levis. Like, run it back, run the J. Like, because even if he can't pass all that well, you can still run a version of that Philly offense. Good offensive lines and pieces yeah. around it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's always that debate of what would I do versus what I think they'll do. <laughs> I, I like. I like Indy. If I was Indy, I would try and get Anthony Richardson. Um, I don't think they're going to, I, I still think will Levis ends up with the Colts, but as far as like betting odds to me, Titans at two to one, there's no value there. Um, just cause like he, he's so far down the board, he has to fall a decent amount or you have to project that trade. Plus a lot of Trey Lance, the Tennessee smoke starting to come up. Yeah. Raiders at uh four to one. Okay, we're getting interesting here. We discussed it on our show uh, last night with Dalton, but Seattle at six to one. That- Seattle at six to one is not bad. It's just they've done enough in the quarterback market that kind of makes me think they won't pull the trigger. I, oh, I Carroll would love. Him. I, I think I'm going to put in my official mock, which I submit to the Huddle Report Ooh. for official mock uh, <laughs> draft grading. Uh, the Detroit Lions to select Anthony Richardson at twenty to one. Uh, I, I like that one. So, do they trade up for it? No, I I don't think they have to trade up for it. We'll see. I mean, I I get the case why people might. You know, we were going back and forth, and I may have, I may have even given out under four and a half at the time. But you know, this, this is a fluid thing. I think I might be locking in on Detroit to take Anthony Richardson. We'll I think they that. trade up to. Th- I think there's maybe they have to trade, trade up, up to three. Yeah, the, the line Lance, for like. the line for Richardson this morning was three and a half. Oh, wow. so it came down. So then they. Uh oh, is he going too? Is Houston going to do the smart thing and trade? Well, and maybe yeah. See, that's why oh. this. That's why this stuff is so. That's why I like. Um, I think the the best stuff to bet for this whole draft is going to be that those, those two different um, essentially parlays of QB order, both having Bryce young and CJ Stroud at the end. And then two different versions, one where Richardson goes two, Levis goes three and then vice versa. I'm going to go broke Ben, those but I, I'm going to bet. Uh, I'm going to bet Richardson at 20 to one um, that the, the lions take him. I, I get I, the Tennessee <laughs> totally makes sense. Just you're getting 10 times the odds for the lions who have have done nothing to commit to Jared Goff long term, um, and continuing to look to like build their offense. I, I think it makes a ton of sense. Yeah, I, out of this board, I would take yeah, you know, I would take Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta oh. is a team. I, I'm not I'm not convinced Desmond Ritter is the guy. He hasn't done anything that says he's not. But a team that you know takes a guy in the third or fourth round doesn't have a lot of loyalties to someone. And you know I, I've said all along this is uh, this is a team that. Could be in you know in the Lamar Jackson market after the draft. Could you know could be in the market for a quarterback in this draft. And even if they don't take you know Anthony Richardson here, you know they could take Hen and Hooker at the end of the first round, early second round. But here with with the you know the plus two thousand, I'll take that. Now wait, you said Lamar Jackson market. Do you think there is still going to be a Lamar Jackson market? Because I think the combination of the Hurts deal getting done with the amount of guarantees and not fully guaranteed kind of validating the Ravens position in the market and 
Then bringing in Odell, aka someone he supposedly asked for. He's waiting me, on D Hop. He's waiting to on- me. That I think the market's closed. I think he's going to be a Raven. It's just a matter of time. Yeah, it, it's definitely changed. Like I said, my my argument before was before the Odell signing. I do think that they might have to change that franchise tag. Right now, it's a non-exclusive, thirty-two and a half. If they move it up to the exclusive, he comes back in the building. He gets forty-five million on the one-year deal. Um, him Ooh. FaceTiming oh, that's uh, interesting. Odell Beckham is interesting. And yeah, I, I, uh, I definitely was before the Odell Beckham signing and now like the possibility of that, you know, what, what they're going to do in the draft or, you know, if they were to potentially bring in Deandre Hopkins, but him FaceTiming Odell definitely is a good sign. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's check out Will Levis. And we talked about it earlier and the odds aren't really that much better for him to go to Indy at plus one fifty. What do you like yeah. here on the board? Yeah, I, I mean, to to the earlier point, I mean, I guess Sean, maybe I, we'd we'd have to play around with it, but Indy plus one fifty seems like the safer bet. I do think Ursay is desperate enough to trade up, even if it's a spot. Yeah. So avoiding the kind of pick slot problem, and it does. My my concern is that Houston is playing this correctly and they put out smoke mm. and they were just open about CJ Stroud, but the other smoke they've put out is, is just getting people off the scent. There is again, a lot of smart people seem to think Will Levis might be the team, the, the guy that more people fancy, which again, if there's going to be a, a couple franchises who could fall in love with a, a, a guy like Will Levis, it's both this, <laughs> in, it's Ursay and it's this Houston franchise. Vegas makes sense to me too. Like that, that to me is a team that could trade up to jump the Colts. I think after that, I'm probably every, everything after that would probably surprise me. I know we discussed the bucks a little bit on, on our show. Yeah. I mean, uh, to me, it's a favor for a reason. I think Indy enough's leaked out as far as like, I really like him. Like he's not going past four. Yeah. Honestly, probably how this stuff gets leaked out is teams try to trade up to four to get to get Levis and they're saying no deal from Indy. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Cause I think they, that's how this stuff, because no one's actually saying it, but it's like, it's like a ladder system. Eventually seemingly you... coming, coming out that, Hey, they, we're not giving up four cause we want Will Levis. So I think um, gives Arizona a lot of leverage. Yeah, yeah. certainly. Cause maybe they hold the key there. I, I think Indy plus one fifty is what's going to happen, but I don't know. Like even I'm trying to think of even the, like Tampa Bay is kind of interesting. Um, but even that one Vikings is the spiciest pick Vikings (laughs) at 25 to one. I mean, they're, they're getting a decent amount of buzz of Kirk cousins talk of mind. Yeah. Um, you know, Washington and Tampa Bay are both picking a little bit later on. And so that would be pretty spicy. Um, Daniel Jeremiah did have him going to Tampa Bay in his most recent mock draft. Um, Washington's picking around the same spot. Um, Tennessee is where I put them in my, my most recent mock draft. Um, and, and I put them there at 11 because I didn't do trades, but they, they could be a team that moves up, um, you know, with, with Will Levis. If, uh, if he makes it past Indy, um, Seattle's a team that's always traded back notoriously and yeah. they don't really have a lot of, you know, top five picks. In the last year, have, you, have you seen uh, odds and uh, apologies yeah. if you have it in here? But um, teams, the team odds for CJ Stroud, have those been out? I, I don't think I've seen those. I have not seen those. 
No. Um, so I didn't get CJ Stroud on here and I, I looked, um, I also looked to see if I can get odds on how many trades are going to go down and there wasn't any of those. Um, but yeah, I didn't see any on CJ Stroud, but I just, I thought it was really interesting to see him at 250 and, and will Levis at 250 for Houston. The fact that they share the same odds where like Levis is moving up and, and Stroud's moving back is, is that's interesting. Yeah, it's the mar- the market's telling you that all this media red flag shit that's happening with CJ Stroud <laughs> is happening for a reason. It's either extreme smoke, which I doubt at this point, or we're just starting to find out like, oh, okay, maybe they're maybe the, these are the red flags that these teams are leaking to the media. Well, cuz I was going to, you know, coming back to Stroud, like if he falls a Stroud to either uh Tampa Bay or Minnesota, I think is something you could get a super juicy price at. But again, I haven't really even seen that, um, that out there that much. Yeah. This, the Stroud stuff is interesting. And for those that don't know what we're talking about, he, you know, it was apparently no showed last minute to the, the, you know, the mad, the, the Manning Academy, which, you know, that's, uh, that's not, you good don't enough. show up the Mannings. That's not, that's not good. That's not they good have an karma. academy for a reason. Yeah. Not, not good karma. And then, you know, he's Bryce young has separated himself quite a bit. And move the sticks talked about this about just about young. They didn't necessarily put an indictment out on Stroud, but if you read the tea leaves, kind of they did. Is that like you look at Jalen Hurts and you look at his like he's the kind of guy that he sets the tone for the team as far as work ethic and all those other things. I hate saying all this nice stuff about the Eagles here, but uh, he got <laughs> he's he's that dude. And you know um, Bryce Young is kind of the same way where you can give him a yeah. game plan on on Friday and he's got it locked down by Saturday and the way they said that in comparison to Stroud. And now you're seeing the wide gap between the two. And then you're seeing this, this little bit and who knows, maybe Stroud doesn't fall at all and he goes to two, but there seems to be some consistency with the, the storyline with him. And well, uh, and, and, well, and the Texans are always honest and they like, they were the first ones to be like, now nah, we're, we're not in on CJ Stroud. Like, <laughs> So maybe it's real. Yeah. So I do want to mention our contest. So Bijan Robinson, if you correctly, correctly predict where he goes, you get a free entry. We'll take a name out of the hat out of everyone that predicted correctly. And you'll get a $40 gift card. We got a bunch of stuff over there at the merch store. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And, uh, you know, we got a, I own the 101 shirt for your rookie drafts. When you go and draft Bijan Robinson, Unless you're, you know, really smart and trade it because you can just get a <laughs> bounty for it right now versus just getting a running back. And then also, while we have the SGPN merch store on the on the uh, docket, we're brought to you by the SGPN merch store in honor of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of April. Get 10% off anything in the SGPN merch store when you use promo code SGPNBA. So head over to store.sportsgallingpodcast.com and use the promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything. Mention one item you like. Well, I, I like a lot of stuff here. Um, so uh, for me, it's the the fantasy football hoodie. Oh yeah, I, I got one. My wife's got one. That I rock that all the time. So if you check out my TikToks, I'm usually wearing that. So uh, Bijan Robinson, the over and under right now is twelve and a half. And so you know, there's a lot of newer GMs that just kind of like a lot of a lot of people scoff at the idea of taking a running back not a lot of Dave Gettleman's anymore. Um, so what do you think about B. John Robinson going at the 
over under 12 and a half mark. I, I don't know. I feel like I'm starting to hear the arguments that it's going to be sharp to, to, to draft Bijan this year because the draft is so weak with prospects that he's actually <laughs> going to be a value. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, sometimes the odds make sense. Sometimes they don't. I, I think Atlanta makes a little bit of sense. Dallas from a humor perspective. Well, yeah. And, and there's a bunch of news coming out that Dallas, uh, <laughs> Dallas is like so hard on for uh, Bijan again. He's a Texas guy. I like the, bet. they need a new, they need a new less chubby face of the franchise uh, <laughs> after cutting Zeke Elliott. They need an in shape running back. They, I mean, Mike McCarthy basically uh, like, you know, pounded the table and said, I mean, they got rid of uh, the Kellen Moore because all he cared about was scoring points and, and he threw the ball too often. Them drafting Bijan Robinson just makes so much sense, especially when they at, uh, at seven to one, especially. Oh, I'm talking well, myself into Bijan to Dallas. And when, and when you talk about having dinosaurs calling the shots, I mean, Dallas. Took oh yeah Ezekiel Elliott at the number four spot just a few years ago. They also paid. I think they think they think the Zeke deal was like a good decision. <laughs> like they, everyone makes fun of them for wasting that number four pick overall, and I still think they're like, yeah, that was good. That was a good pick. <laughs> yeah, As Zeke got banged up, but what are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah, and you know the the positional value. Like you know, if you look at team team building. You take Saquon at the number two spot. You take Nick Bosa at the number two spot. When you have to pay Nick Bosa, you're not paying him the same as Saquon Barkley. And that's like from a value standpoint, bad, bad building. But I I also think that if you're going to draft a running back, you're going to put him on a really good team. So I look at like the Eagles. I look at the Bengals and, you know, the Chiefs and teams that are actually competing. I'm okay with them taking a first round pick putting that running back into that team and going for the the Super Bowl but a team like Atlanta that's that needs about you know 19 new starters offense and defensive line are rough I, I'm I'm not behind that one but I I, I do like the you know I, I do like the Chargers here with the stuff going on with Austin Eckler you got Kellen Moore you could see you know uh you know a two-headed backfield over there with the Chargers they're gonna need some firepower to keep up with the Chiefs and the bills. What do you guys think about what are your favorite picks as far as Bijan? Yeah, I, 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 I think I'll just go with Dallas at seven to one. I mean, I, I was kind of tipping Atlanta earlier in the process, but it, I'd rather take uh double the uh, price there. So that one's, that one's kind of fun there at seven to one uh, for the Cowboys. Yeah. I, I hear you with the chargers. That makes a lot of sense, but they've like seemingly they're really cheap. And well, they've gone out of their way to say uh, they're going to draft a receiver. So I don't know. I don't know. Maybe again, if Bijan's there, I could see it at 10 to one. It's definitely intriguing. I'll just stick with Dallas though. at seven to one, uh, mostly for the narrative. If Detroit, I mean, just think, think of this, right? Dan Campbell's coming out of the draft room and he's just drafted Anthony Richardson and Bijan Robinson. <laughs> I, to me, that that's a football guy move. He, Twelve to one, that's fun. But the Bengals, I mean, we, I think we started, we got, we got onto this one when it was like thirty-five to one, and just continuing to love it. I think another notoriously cheap franchise like Chargers, great way to bring a stud in here. Uh, potentially, he's going to slide. I think you know, there's there's some debate. Uh, his over under, like you mentioned, some places have 12, 12 and a half. Some places have 16 juiced, 15 and a half juiced. 
So I, I think there's some legit uh, confusion there, but clearly what that tells me is there's something people know in that range there that he's probably not going to slip much past 16, 17, 18. So, but I, yeah, I would, I would take the stab on the bangles bangles and the lions are both. Yeah. Fun, you're right. Fun outcomes. Yeah. Bangles are definitely one too. That are Mixon's gone, right? Well, they said uh, he has to take a pay cut basically. If he wants to still be on the team, So he's gone. and you know, there's that whole incident, uh, that gun incident, I, which we've never really yeah. got more information on. So it, yeah. it doesn't feel like it, him being on the Bengals seems um, more unlikely than so, I think, uh, starting next year. So, and you could see them. I mean, Cincinnati going offensive weapon, I think, makes a ton of sense. Whether it's Bijan, yeah, go for it. Whether it's a tight end, you're uh, in the window. Yeah. Yeah, and you look at the when you look at the the draft capital as well. Um, like you look at the Bears, they don't have a whole lot of picks. They got a whole lot of needs, not a lot of picks. The Ravens got like five or six picks. So you're looking at like these teams with two first round picks, or they have a plethora of picks. They can afford to go a little earlier on running back than some of these other teams that just don't have a lot of draft capital. Um, and so, you know, like I've heard people say the Bears. Um, I've heard them say Atlanta, and I just I think those needs don't match up with taking a running back early. My Falcons better take a defensive lineman. <laughs> they need it. Um, <laughs> the, the next one we got Jameer Gibbs, and so um, a lot of the same same faces here. You got the Bengals, but your odds are are definitely um, they're definitely a lot better as far as you know. You're starting out at plus seven hundred. He is, uh, I think it was plus 250 to be a first round pick. Um, so he's very much at the end of the first round. There's only 31 picks this year. Dolphins lost theirs for tanking and tampering. Um, <laughs> well, real quick, uh, just to jump in, if you're taking Jameer Gibbs to be a, a first round uh, pick, a plus 250, I think instead you take over one and a half running backs at plus. Uh, four twenty-five because essentially it's and again when you're doing these draft props, like make sure you do the shopping oh, yeah. around because by it's all like accounts, the Super Bowl. by all accounts, that's the same bet. Uh, and, and you're getting plus four twenty-five because we were all conceding that Bijan will be a first-round pick. Yep, uh, certainly worth conceding that so, and getting the the extra plus one seventy-five again if you like Gibbs to go in the first round. Worth worth noting that that the running back prop has started to come down a bit. It's as, okay. lo it's as low as plus two fifty over one and a half. Oh, okay. So th maybe they are keeping up with the adjusted price. I think you have the combination of people being reminded that the teams that are interested in Gibbs and close to a championship might not care that he's not a bell cow. And you have, uh, well, yeah, we saw like Clyde Edwards. Hilaire is a good example of teams drafting someone late. Zach Charbonnet also getting a lot yeah. of steam for being like clear bell cow guy going to fit into an offense. Well, and that's the other thing. Like if you take the over one and a half, you could, you could maybe Jameer or uh, Charbonnet is the guy that sinks into the first. Well, and so you get paid off that. And instead. that's where it's like stylistically. I love the idea of Gibbs going to like Buffalo or Kansas city. Whereas like if, if, if it's not going to be Bijan to Cincinnati, I almost, like the idea of them grabbing Charbonnet. Yeah, this and, is a, but 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 to to stay on Gibbs, like the idea of of Buffalo or Kansas City finding a way to get this kind of weapon in their backfield, that would be excellent. Or the Chargers, really. I would say uh, this is this is one of the harder markets to to bet 
Um, but I would actually kind of take the Eagles here at 20 to one. I don't think they take him at 30 in the first round, but I think they could trade down. I'll, you know, maybe someone trading up to get Hendon Hooker and get that extra year of control at the end of the first round. Uh, and, and if you've looked, the Eagles, Howie Roseman, since he stopped drafting uh, Florida Gators as his only SEC players, he's he's really been killing it in the draft. I mean, uh, you know, guys like Devonta Smith, uh, huge there. Uh, Nicobe Dean, they just took Jordan Davis, so they seem to be loving the Alabama players, and I'm sure they have a uh, a really good relationship with Saban right now. So, uh, them taking Jameer Gibbs because they have that second first round pick uh, that they could possibly trade down or maybe use at, at 30 there. I think the fact that they're to me, this is like a toss up between a lot of these double digit odds teams. And so why not take the 20 to one versus like the 16 to one, which I think in my mind are kind of like equal odds. As I far saw as like odds of happening. I saw I'll go off the board real quick. Cause I saw an interesting, a couple interesting theories about the dolphins finding a way to crawl say up. that a little bit in the second round and pull it off. Like that would be an absolutely dynamic situation. Assuming they have a quarterback, I guess they have Mike white, but adding, adding uh Gibbs to that situation with Waddle and Tyreek Hill would just put so much speed on the, on the field. Yeah. I was going to bring that one up. Uh, I, I was reading some stuff about the dolphins being, you know, a dark horse to trade back up. And, you know, if Bijan were to fall into the late twenties or, um, or grab one of these other guys. And then, um, you know, Denver Broncos, I know they don't have a first round pick, but you know, Sean Payton loves guys like this. And you know, the the perfect, the easy, kind of lazy comp for for him for Gibbs is Alvin Kamara. And you know, getting a player like this, I, I, I do think that the Denver Broncos will add add somebody like if it's not Gibbs, someone like an A-chain or, or something like that. But uh no, I, I love the conversation about the, you know, just going after the, you know, doubling up with the running backs, just going to be John plus whatever running back and going with the two. And I believe that that's one of the next ASN and, you know, just going right back, bring this back to fantasy football. JSN has widely made himself known as the wide receiver one in this class based on all the odds that we're seeing. And if you look at dynasty drafts and things like that, um, you, you clearly see that people are in favor of him as a wide receiver one. And it's not even a, an argument. What do you guys, it, any teams on here stick out for you? Yeah. I mean, I've seen him get mocked to Houston, like a surprisingly amount, a surprising amount of time. Like that seems to only work if you pair him with a quarterback. And it does seem like based on everything we've discussed, like defense might come first uh, for me. I also think you're starting to see the stuff that's coming out that maybe isn't going to be as rosy for him, even though he might still pop as the overall best prospect. I do think you're going to start hearing the reports about how he only works out of the slot, how certain teams who think a certain way and have a certain philosophy need players that are going to be more multiple or, or have to be able to play on the outside. If they're going to spend first round draft capital. So he's actually the guy that I would fade still at this point. So as far as where I do, like we were, we were having the conversation again with, with Dalton on our show and it, the Packers at five to one, I don't love the odds anymore, but it makes a lot of sense. I can tell you, I don't, I'd be surprised if he went to the giants, unless he slipped all the way down to hit them at, at 25. But even then I would be pretty surprised. And then if, if I was throwing a little bit of a dart, um, obviously the, the Ravens become an interesting option here. 
if, if we're trying to shower Lamar with toys and <laughs> gifts, you know, you sign Odell. Okay. Odell can fill out the outside Bateman. He's more of an outside guy. You throw uh Smith and Jigma there in the slot. I, I will say that does give you an, a very interesting offensive attack. And it would, it would certainly, you know, if you're attacking it with a quarterback on a one-year deal. Yeah. I, I, uh, this one's an interesting one. I, I'm, I'm surprised Houston is such a big favorite here because obviously I don't think they use their, their number two pick on him. And then even that I've seen a lot of mocks where they do that exact thing, which I don't second pick overall. Yeah. Like they don't that's trade. Insane. They're at 12. They stand pat and they, Oh drive. no, at 12. Yeah, that's, Oh no, I'm saying their second pick in the first round. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess I, 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 what I meant, their second pick, oh, meaning I've, like, no, they're the second total pick. They're definitely not. And then even at twelve, I think, how do you not? How do you have two first round picks in the top twelve, and you have Davis Mills, yeah. and you don't get out with a quarterback? <laughs> I, quarterback. I just don't. I don't see that. If I was a owner and I had any hair to pull out, I would be pulling it out. I'd be like, what are you doing? You're not doing this. I would put my foot down. I think again, a team that's come out and that says, Hey, we need another receiver. Hey, we need a young stud. Uh, what better addition to the chargers offense than JSN? I think he could really open things up for Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, keep those guys on the outside. I don't know. What am I missing? Like to me, that makes a ton of sense. If he's available at 21, I think he's the first receiver on a lot of teams boards. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. But you already have like Mike Williams, who's a big size guy, um, to balance out JSN. So I think he's a great fit for the Chargers, who are, who have said, "Hey, we need a younger guy," and they're the the like twenty five to one. I I really like that one. And if you if you look at the over under on his position, it's it's not a, it's not in the it's at thirteen and a half, and so you would be underperforming a little bit. The over is juiced, but I. I mean, I think there's a chance the all the receivers make it down to that spot where the Chargers pick, and then we could see some receivers come off the board. I mean, that to me, that's one of the situations where maybe the Giants do take a receiver if they're if they're truly not going well. In the beginning of the process, we we were seeing like three of them come off before twenty, and then slowly guys are falling down the board, and now it's becoming more and more uncertain on who the first guy is. But yeah, I do. As far as the favorites, though, it does seem like there is some real information that Green Bay really likes them and could be the could be one of their targets. Yeah, my my latest mock, I put Green Bay. Uh, I think it'd be a nice slap in the face to Aaron Rodgers on the way out of town. <laughs> it does um, seem like they wouldn't mind sticking it to him one more time. Uh, and so, you know, who will be the first receiver off the board? JSN, heavy, heavy favorite, Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston, Jalen Hyatt, Josh Downs, Keishon Butte. Again, for your dynasty and, and your fantasy football, like this is how Vegas is ranking the players. Um, very similar. You know, the top couple guys are very similar to my dynasty ranking, except for I have Addison over Flowers. Um, what do you guys uh, think here? Is it just fade this? Don't worry about it because JSN is going to be the guy. I would I would bet Addison. I think I think Addison's really? the guy that enough of like the respected mock drafters have said, you know, he could find his place. What about Zay flowers at five to one? I think it's all three of them. So like, if you want to just fade the fact that JSN's minus two fifty and bet the other two guys and play variants, like, yeah, I, yeah, I think, think maybe like way, a right? half unit on Zay flowers, half unit on Addison. And you're as long as you're fading JSN. We're talking about how the draft starts at two. So think about the crazy parlay that has to happen to get like 
a string of, of all of these guys have gone for the next 10 picks. And then you go another 10 picks. Cause what if, if the first receiver does drop into the, the second half of the draft, then it becomes a real crap shoot. So uh, I would say that definitely those two guys have a chance. Uh, certainly the Zay flowers, Tyler Lockett, like comps are, are fun, but now you're hearing stuff again, Sean, we see Quentin, Quentin Johnson's price has gone down only for us to now hear that there, like we, we heard from Peter Schrager today that uh, when he put Zay Johnson or Zay, sorry, Zay flowers to the giants, he got a lot of feedback that the giants would absolutely take Quentin Johnston over mm-hmm. Zay flowers. So we're, we're at that point. Q, where well, QJ is interesting too. Cause he, everyone else is like a small kind of, I like, you know, relatively uh, small and Quentin Johnson is like a big dude. I mean, he's a dog. Now, the problem is that Jalen Rager sucked. That's his, <laughs> it, there's been a number of them, but that that's I would say this too. Like uh, I'm going to, I, every time we talk about the receivers, I have to bring him up. Cedric Tillman. Yes. I'm sure you got him in your dynasty rankings over there, but that that's a guy who, when his, his uh, draft position over under comes, I'm going under. He's my number five. Oh yes. I'm big. I just put a, a Tillman short out. He's one of my favorite players. Um, and, and I'll say this, you know, I don't think there's a number one receiver in this class. I think these are all number twos. And so yeah. you're going to see him slide a little bit. Um, I think Addison is Addison and flowers are, are, you know, they're good route runners and, and they usually route runners usually translate a lot faster. You saw what Garrett Wilson did um, those kind of guys and your, your size, you know, size kind of guys like Traylon Burks and things like that, like Quentin Johnston. We'll see. Um, <laughs> and, and there's, there's just no data that says big 12 receivers are going to hit. But, uh, no, and 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 in general, like it, it's not um, it's not an overstatement, you know, saying quote unquote it's a bad draft. Like a lot of teams, they're saying like this is a record low for as as far as like guys they have first round grades on. So if you're just looking at that, I mean, oh, uh, no. obviously there's gonna be some yeah, you know, there's gonna be some studs that people find, but yeah, in general, at least according to the scouts, it's a down year. All right, next slide. We got Michael Mayer, um, three fifty to Dallas, Green Bay five hundred, Chargers six hundred, Detroit seven hundred, uh, and then the Bengals at eight hundred. What are your thoughts about where Michael Mayer could go? This is tough because I think a lot of this, like you look at those odds, it's almost these odds are almost assuming he's going to be the first tight end drafted, which and he's now the big favorite again. He, so it's been like him and Dalton Kincaid going back and forth. Dalton Kincaid was a big favorite just days ago. Now, now you're saying Kramer that that mayor looks to be the favorite. Yeah, so he's back up to like minus one eighty, minus one ninety. Yeah, that this is a this is an impossible we're, market. We're also too. seeing the over under for tight ends. It, it was it that at some point this off season it was two over plus money. Now it's two over is minus four fifty. Wow. So we're almost tells me that we know that Kincaid and Mayer are going in the first round. So perhaps there could be another guy. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know which guy Mayer. I, I don't know which team likes Mayer the most. It's it certainly, I mean, I no, like, it seems like if the lions had met with them, I'd say he he's definitely a guy that could have impressed Dan Campbell, but I don't believe they met. I mean, rarely do I say uh, stay away from a bet, but this is just this is a really impossible one, I think, to get down on. I would go 
you know, off the top of my head, I would go Bengals at plus 800, but you know, Dallas obviously could go tight end, but do they go mayor? Do they go Kincaid? Do they go Bijan? I don't love it enough at plus three fifty. Dallas really should go tight end, but you know, Jerry's going to be in there chomping at yeah, the bit. The, the <laughs> Bijan thing is just too sexy for him to turn down. I'll take Bengals at plus 800, but I, I, this one I think is, this is really tough unless you have like inside because it also it's like second half of the draft where it's like it's so far down that they're almost going to have to be taking um what's left so you it, know what though it, bangles is probably i like i like that angle there that that would make sense same reason they like the running back yeah. kind of all right i wouldn't rule out detroit either you know something they they talked about a lot on some of the scouting podcasts was you know the, the top 30 visits of course you know you're going to bring in guys that you like but you're also you're looking for guys with medical issues. You're also looking for guys that have personality issues. And so Jalen Carter is having to meet with everybody and explain <laughs> himself. Um, but someone squeaky clean with no injury history, stuff like that. Michael Mayer, um, you know, it, it could be, you know, could be something with him. And, and I, I like the spot in Detroit with just what they're trying to do. I think he fits a lot better with what they're trying to do than a Dalton Kincaid versus like Cincinnati, where they're trying to spread and shred where Dalton Kincaid's probably a better fit there with more of a pass heavy offense. So you think you, so you're saying mayor is an upgrade over Brock, right? James, Brock right? Is that, yeah. is that what you're yeah. De- Definitely. Um, and as far as the odds for the number one, we talked about it. So um, mayor is the top guy. I like Kincaid, but you're not getting a whole lot of, a whole lot of juice there. Um, I apparently had the numbers way off earlier today. I had uh, Tucker Craft for a million, um, but oh, that's a great bet. Yeah, it was <laughs> like I think your numbers are wrong. Like <laughs> all wrong. I added like three zeros to everybody. But um, Luke Musgrave is a guy that when you look at your kind of over and unders on day two, they're talking about him sneaking day in. Day two, days. he's day one. He's first guy off the board. Yeah, no, that's how I that's how I knew when you sent the sheet because I do have a Luke <laughs> Musgrave at 30 to 1. Although now it looks like he's 100 to 1, 75 to 1, depending on where you're you're getting it. Um, the smoke is coming off the uh... no, all it takes Ryan is one team to fall in love with him. He he has the highest upside of these guys, I think, if we're being honest. He also probably has the lowest floor. But again, like as far as a guy to surprise you, that's the kind of guy you want to take at least in my mind, long shot bets on because you could see someone picking them up off of potential. And Luke Musgrave is just all potential, all project. I'm noticing you didn't add Zach Koontz to the list here. I'm <laughs> sure. I'm sure he's on your dynasty rankings though. Cause he, talk about a guy who's got muscles on muscles. Oh yeah. He he's jacked up and uh, Musgrave. Um, what was interesting at the, at the, the media session at the combine was uh, I, I thought it was Kincaid at the podium because there was just like all of these, everyone was there and I was like, Oh, I'm going to go over there. And it was Musgrave. And so a lot of people were buzzing about him. And, and if you're a box score scout and you just look at like, Hey, who had a lot of production last year, you're not going to look at Musgrave because he, he missed most of the year because of an injury hasn't had a lot of production, but there's a lot of NFL tight ends that just didn't do anything in college that were more, like it's more of a projectable position than it is like based on production. But uh, at the senior bowl, this guy stood out. A lot of people noticed him. He's six foot seven runs, runs really well. Kincaid is he's six, three, six, four. He's more of the shorter tight end, kind of an angry Evan Ingram body type. Uh, and, you know, you have Michael Mayer, who's your combo tight end that, you know, he's, 
he's a big dude. Uh, you know, Mayer was a little slimmer at the combine. Uh, I, I the combine numbers as far as the weight always mess with me because there's no way that some of these guys played what they played. You know, like Bryce <laughs> Young, they say a gallon of water, seven pounds. Like he probably drank three of those before he scale. <laughs> Um, but like Darnell Washington played about 15, 20 pounds heavier than what he weighed in at the combine. Like people are, they're able to cheat the test and uh, you know, Washington's a big dude. Yeah. I mean, at this point, Kincaid, I think is the interesting bet. Um, Cause I still think he has a decent shot and you're getting plus odds on it. Uh, it's going to be mayor. So yeah. someone's going to, there's going to be a football guy that just loves mayor <laughs> and Dan Campbell's a football guy. Um and then, you know, looking at bad weather, a bad, a tough guy for the, the bad weather. Um, this, these are your over-under props for DBs. And uh, I forgot my slide on, on the history of it. But, you know, looking back at the, the positions that are drafted the most, you're looking at your tackles, your edge rushers, your corners, and your wide receivers. This is a, this, this is a passing league. In the last five years, those are positions that are coveted. And so even a guy that might be a little bit lower on the board because of the position and the premium, you're going to see him go off. And so lineman is 5.5. Um, the, the under is one is plus 68 and the DBs is 5.5 and they have uh, the under as well as a positive. Uh, I mean, this is so first of all, with the DBs, you ha- you do have to check the wording. Some places listed as cornerback, some people listed as de- defensive backs and Brian branch is some places listed as a cornerback. Some places listed as a safety. He seems like as a prospect, he's a cornerback, yeah. but he played as a safety at Alabama. Uh, so again, ch- check the wording, but as, as you, you, you list it with uh, as a DB, I think it's, I mean, it essentially is going to come down to like, does Emmanuel Forbes make it into the first round or something like that? And it does seem like his track right now is headed into the first round. He's getting a little bit of positive steam. So I, I would go over there. Uh, I, I would probably go under on the over other. on the DVs over on the DVs. Okay. You, you want to talk it out? Well, so you got the two cornerbacks Gonzalez. Witherspoon. Witherspoon, they're yep. they're complete locks. Because I don't know if Joey Porter's Joey, locked oh, in the first round. See, I'm lo- I, I'll lock him up, uh, okay, and I'll see, also lock up Deontay difference. Banks. Yeah, see, I would go, I would go under. I've heard stuff about Joey Porter Jr. dropping to the second round. So for me, it's it's uh, you have the the main two guys, Joey Porter Jr., Deontay Banks, and Brian Branch. To me, they're all first rounders. That's five, and so that's yeah. why I said it comes down to Forbes. To me, yeah. so Forbes, I think I would go. Cam I would go Smith. under in the plus odds. Yeah, Cam, oh yeah, that's true. Cam Smith could squeak in too. Yeah, Cam, Cam Smith. Uh, I think a little bit outside of Clark Phillips, but Emmanuel Forbes is in that. But I've seen a lot of Cam Smith going into the uh, first round and some some mocks recently. Ringo too from Georgia. The NFL teams tend to like those Georgia players. You know, yeah, I'll stick to the over there. But on the uh, to switch gears to the offensive lineman, I, I think I probably go under there. I've not heard too many people overwhelmed with joy speaking about this line class. If, oh, Sean, it's, if it's straight tackles versus like O linemen, does that make a difference for you? I well, I don't think there's any interior offensive linemen that are going to go. So yeah, I, I guess I would probably play a tackle class over or a tackle bet over. But I even then, it's I think it's probably just those like the main three guys. Yeah, you're, you're. I guess there's a fourth guy in there. Yeah, Darnell, yeah, right? Yeah, Darnell, right? Paris Johnson, 
is the number one as far as the, the Skaronsky. And, and Skaronsky, we'll see if he's listed at, at guard or tackle. He could be a, a Zach Martin type move inside. Yeah. Um, you got Anton Johnson from Oklahoma. Um, and then the the you could see one guard slip in, whether it's Osiris Torrance or uh, Steve Avila. Uh, I think Torrance would probably have the, the highest odds there, but I, I'm trying to think of the other tackles on the board. Harrison, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of tough to get to, I would play under on both DBs and O line. I think you go one and two. And since you're getting plus odds on both, oh, wow. eke out a tiny profit. I'll go under, I'll go over DBs under alignment. Under a plus one sixty eight seems crazy. Like I think it's way closer to a coin toss. And uh, I couldn't spell offensive, but sixteen and a half offensive players. Um, we got the we got negative on on both over and the under. Uh, and then uh, tight end, we talked about that well, one. Yeah, that one's moved a bit. The over is now like massively, massively chalky. It's like minus four fifty or something like that. It does seem like there may be information that two teams plan on taking tight ends in the, in the first round. Uh, as far as the offensive player versus defensive player, I, I never mess around with this. I, I'm not looking to keep it's track like of this kind of even. Yeah, I'm not. Although I'm it's kind of it's kind of a fun of uh, bet if you're a true DJ. I would instinctively just go over for, or under for offense, over for defense. Well, what it's at? Sorry, it was at sixteen and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, that's right. There's only thirty-one picks. There's so thirty-one picks, so I would go uh, seventeen, fourteen. I'll do Sounds the opposite right. of whatever you say. I'll take the over because right, you, you got it's just so many the quarterbacks. Quarterbacks alone are going to hit that. Come on, what are we doing? Especially when Hennon Hooker goes first round. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, skill position group round one. Uh, so you have the quarterbacks at four and a half, plus plus one hundred two. Uh, and then you have the running backs one and a half. You talked about that earlier, Sean. That that one's easier than than taking the. The Gibbs one, you don't have to figure the team out, and you have the bonus of possibly getting Charb. I oh man, I mean, I I think at this point, I'm the running back one. I think I'm I'm sold on taking the over now. I think someone's well, gonna. Ryan figure. was giving me grief on uh, er, no, earlier. I, no, I what I, because I do think that te- some team's gonna fancy Gibbs enough. Yeah, so I'm I'm stick I'm going over. with the over on the running backs. Over well, is Quarter- Hooker making it? Oh man, the quarterbacks one is tough. Just play the Hendon Hooker over under. I think yeah. that's a better bet. That you're right. What, do we know the? Yeah, wait. Actually, no, because I like my hot take of C.J. Stroud is in the second round. Hendon Hooker oh, in the first God. round. Wow. So I'll, I'll that's go. Too I'll hot, go, I'll go under. <laughs> I'll go. Uh, uh, I'll go over because I think. Uh, Hennon, I think might sneak in just because of the team trading up. Cause look, there's a couple teams there at the end of the first round. That would be like Eagles at 30 would be dying to trade down. So I'll say, I'll say over four and a half. I've gone back and forth on this one a lot though. Yeah. I, I feel like I have my money where my mouth is with, uh, with hooker. I said in, in uh, our NFL profile videos in January, hooker was a first round pick and nice. got some crap for it. And now it's finally getting close to the draft and I'm getting cold feet, but um. <laughs> You know, the running backs one, I think that one's, I think I'm comfortable with that one and the tight ends that, that we're going to get two and two. And then the receivers, I don't think that, I don't think we get four and a half. Um, no. Yeah, you know, but there's not enough. No way. On, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's a minus 600 now. But again, that just shows you, you should you can, be putting 
Smith and Jigba farther down than you think, in my mind. Well, yeah, the fact that you you why can, don't they also why don't they just move the number to three and a you half? You can act well. That's what I was gonna say. You can find it some places okay. three and a half, roughly minus one twenty each way, to kind of give you an idea how much it, how much each uh, player costs on the price. But if it's only gonna be four, who's the odd man out? Because you got a JSN, you got Zay Flowers, you got Jordan Addison, you got Quentin Johnston. Is that it? Are we just going to get those four? Well, if I'm if I'm going to try to like sell this to myself again, it's a passing league. We see receivers yeah. get overdrafted all the time, especially speed guys like Henry Ruggs, and you saw Andy Isabella go in the second round, Tutu Atwell go in the second round. So a guy like Jalen Hyatt, uh, Josh Downs could go higher than expected um, because they're they're speedsters. Uh, it is a you know weak draft class. And, uh, and because of the expense of the position, you know, if you get, let's say you take at 31, instead of going Jameer Gibbs, you go and get a Josh Downs or Jalen Hyatt. You got them on a cheap contract for the next five years. Receivers are making $20 million a year now. You know, like Marco, Marcus Valtis, Valtis Scantling is getting paid like $10 million a year. Um, yeah. So you get these rookies, you know, can't, I still can't believe the Steelers traded Chase Claypool for pick 32. Like that was the dumbest thing ever. But back, um, so you could that that would be my argument to to try it out because again, we've seen even in a bad class, remember the Corey Coleman class, none of those dudes mm-hmm. deserve to be in the first round. There was like five of them. You called it the Corey Coleman class. That's that's all you have to. <laughs> I mean, you know what? We've just I'm locking it in. I'm officially betting over three and a half wide receivers right now. Minus all one. All right. I we you nailed it. It's it's a it's a value play. These these. The franchises are too sharp. Perhaps this is now the new trade up into the back end of the draft to secure that extra year of control. All right. And we have the the tight ends we talked about. And that's that's all we got for the slides. Well, um, let's go. Let's win some money. Let's uh, let's get ready for the draft. What's and, your uh, uh, do you have a do you have a crazy hot take, Dave? What's your like big shock the world uh moment? Well, it's been Hen and Hooker all season, and now, oh, now nice. it's not. Um, now you're getting nervous. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, I've I've always said, you know, hey, listen, if we started football today and everybody was healthy, Hen and Hooker is he's a better quarterback than Will Levis and Anthony Richardson today. But he's also 25 years old, and he might be like, that's that's it, that's what you're getting. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I've said Hen and Hooker is going to be good, but um. No, no hot takes, uh, but I, I don't think Bijan Robinson goes in the top fifteen. I think that there's enough mm. young GMs right now that he he's he's going to be more in that twenty range, or you can see someone trade up to you know the nineteen twenty spot, get ahead of the Cowboys, and uh, and go take him. Um, but I, I don't think I, I still don't think even that a generational talent like Bijan goes top fifteen. All right, yeah, uh, I'm everyone hates the running back. <laughs> I think, uh, yeah, Bichon. Yeah, that's why. Uh, if the Eagles draft him again, I'll talk myself into him <laughs> happily, because uh, he's he's a fun guy to watch. But I, I just it would shock me if they take a running back at ten overall. All right. Well, hey, make sure you guys check out sportsgunningpodcast.com and uh, everywhere you listen to your podcast. We got all different shows for you: fantasy football, gambling, everything, everything you need. See you guys next week for the NFL draft. Let's go. As always, good luck this season.
my ringtone. <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys. Thanks, man. Cheers. Thanks for having us.